The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus left the district of Tyre and went by way of Sidon to the Sea of Galilee, into the district of the Decapolis. And people brought to him a deaf man who had a speech impediment and begged him to lay his hand on him. He took him off by himself away from the crowd. He put his finger into the man's ears and spitting, touched his tongue. Then he looked up to heaven and groaned and said to him, Ephatha, that is, be opened. And immediately the man's ears were opened. His speech impediment was removed, and he spoke plainly. He ordered them not to tell anyone, but the more he ordered them not to, the more they proclaimed it. They were exceedingly astonished, and they said, He has done all things well. He makes the deaf hear and the mute speak. The Gospel of the Lord. So often in examining faith or religion, the modern era has created so many different contentions or dichotomies or splits or separations. Well, I'm faith, I have a faith, but I'm not religious. I'm religious, but I'm spiritual. I'm not spiritual, but I'm this. It's like, what are you? Like, it's like the debate about gender. No, there's man, there's woman, end of story. You're, you have faith, you don't have faith, end of story, right? Like, and yet, it's what I feel. It's what moves me. I get that. I don't get this. Brothers and sisters, stop. All of us need to stop, you know. Uh, fact is this. God is God. He is real. Heaven's real. Hell's real. We either accept him, we believe in him, we, we do everything oriented towards him or we don't there's not really a, a an in-between there's we've made lots of gray areas we try to make lots of gray areas well it's not that bad right it's not that good either and we see that happen today in this genesis reading we see the man and the woman they they begin to become duped they begin to allow themselves to let another speak to them. Another voice has entered the narrative. And so when all this goes on, the point is this. They have a free will. They have the knowledge. And they make the choice. And the choice was not good. Because God said, don't do that. And they chose to. Now the thing is that that voice, had that voice never come along, they probably would have been fine. God told me not to do that. I'm not going to do that. They trusted him. They believed in him. And yet, what does it say about the serpent? He's so cunning. He's the, and we have so many names about the devil, right? The, the king of lies, the, the de- king of deceit, the, the trickster. And it's ironically funny because he also knew what truth was. He's a fallen angel. He knew what the plan was. And he rejected that. So he, not, he wants others to reject. He wants to hurt God. And the funny thing is, this is the ironically funny part, he can't. <laughs> but he can hurt us. And by hurting us, it hurts God. It's, 
it's like when you look at a parent, right? And like that parent is, is so protective of their child. You know, everyone I mess with Mama Bear. You never want to invoke the wrath of Mama Bear. Don't mess with my child. I'll end you. And so parents will often ask and, and speak about how they, they want to take on the pain. They want to take on the suffering. They want to take on the turmoil. Hurt me, not my child. God does the same with us. By, by sending us his very son. Hurt me, not them. You ever think about that? Like how, that's, how, that's how protective God is of us. I'll literally let you kill me. Just protect them. Man. So we have the same free will that Adam and Eve have. We have a, a, a different type of knowledge that they have now because of that good and evil. We have that ability, but what are the, those voices? What are those external things that tend to seep in, tend to soak in, tend to just maneuver them, themselves into our lives that just get us to stop looking at him? Might be a, a personal feeling. Well, I, I think this. Was that aligned with with the church and God. The beautiful thing is God never wants to take away the free will. He actually lets us live in it. Thank you so much sometimes, Lord. But really, if we didn't have it, could we truly love? Probably not. Because love is an authentic giving of oneself. We're going to always be challenged with the, the difficulty of weeding out the voices. The, the, the strange thing is, after they had eaten, their eyes were open. They realized they were naked. They sewed the fig leaves. But why did they hide? They were already covered back up. They weren't hiding to hide their nakedness anymore. Were they hiding because they knew they had screwed up? Were they hiding because they realized, uh-oh, dad's coming, I'm in trouble? I, I can't even count up the amount of times I've probably been that person. I know I screwed up, I knew I ran into my room, I hid in my closet, I did something. Because I did not want mom or dad to be like, where are you? I am not here! But also... That, that, show, that shows something that they've recognized, oh no. So we also have that same gift. We have the ability to recognize when we've made that error. The challenge for us is to not hide from God. The challenge is actually just to face him. There were consequences, of course, and we, we'll hear that as the Genesis continues. They, they had to face mortality. They, had to be, they were kicked out of the garden like, Life changed. But he didn't stop loving them. It didn't stop the rest of the story. He still came and died for us because he loves us that much. One final point, it's just in the gospel because it's, 
one of the most cool prayers ever, Ephetha, which is what we hear in baptism when we baptize a child. We say Ephetha, we trace, we trace the cross over their eyes and their ears so they can hear the word of God, or no, sorry, their ears and their lips, not their eyes, over their ears to hear the word of God, over their lips to speak God. Be opened. Let nothing impede you. Let there not be anything that prevents you from being able to speak to me. So just as we should do everything in our humanity to not hide from God, even if we know we've made error, we should, do, we should recognize in all of our humanity that there is nothing that truly impedes us from being able to speak to him. Because he is, he is literally, through our baptism, given us the grace to be open. In our openness, we have to bring all that stuff I mentioned at the beginning of the homily, all of our feelings and all this. Like, Lord, this is, this is the reality of what I'm going through, but I bring this to you. I hide nothing from you. Help me. <laughs> Work with me. I'm fallen. I need you. So that's, that's how it all comes back. May we no longer hide from God, whether that be from a place of shame, embarrassment, ignorance, whatever. May we no longer hide from God. There's no point. It's not necessary. And may we, re, may we be reminded that we can openly, without anything impeding us, speak to him. Every single person possesses that ability. We just have to practice it. So may we practice speaking openly, hearing openly God's word to us, hiding nothing from him. Because he gave everything for us.